Shake it off. Shake it <laughs> off. All right. This, <laughs> this is our job. We got this. <laughs> What's up, Dark Siders? Welcome back to the Dark Side Podcast. I'm David Viano. And I'm Matt Elias. And you are in for episode three. Have a fun episode for you guys today. Boy, do we. Great stuff coming your way. A shitload of great stuff. <laughs> I could say. I could say that. That's little, called foreshadowing. A little bit. But um, before we get into what we have on the agenda today, we wanted to, um, we have a pretty big announcement. Yeah, we've got our Patreon page uh, up, and you can support us. Uh, we've just got to tier up $5 a month. And for that, you're going to get each month an exclusive piece of audio content that you won't find anywhere else, just for our patrons. Right. This month, it will be deep dive into the fabulous world of Japanese tentacle porn. And what a fabulous world it is. It's a, It's got a lush history. It actually does. I did not know this until I had to do the research for this. And yeah. let me tell you. Then we'll, we'll, so we'll throw up the link to our Patreon page, and if you're interested in... I mean, who? Of course, you're interested in yeah. Japanese tentacle porn. I mean, who isn't? Be here if you weren't. Yeah. Hear us talk about that, and each month we're going to bring you another exclusive piece of uh, audio content. And remember, guys, for your this, enjoyment. You will not find this on SoundCloud. You won't find it on iTunes. This is specifically for the fans that want to do this for us. This is your gift from us. So give us money, and we'll give you content, more content than what you're already getting. Now that we got that disgusting business out of the way, slated for today on the agenda. Our main feature is going to be our quest for the most twisted and dark films ever made. And what a quest it I myself been. made this journey in the past. Dave has made so, the journey as well. We've yeah. come together, and we actually agree on our top three, so we're going to get to that. But first, we've got a little update to our hot, hot fire documentary yeah. story from last week. So, Dave, what's going on this week with the fire? All right, well, now that... Because we only talked about the Hulu one, because the Netflix one was not out. Right, when it we hadn't dropped it. yet, but it, it it actually has dropped in the meantime. Yeah, so. it dropped last Friday, this past Friday, and I watched it. I didn't mind it. I liked Hulu's a lot better. Um, I feel like they went into more detail about the whole festival, but I like this one uh, because it it brought new people in. The Netflix one. Yeah, it brought new people in that were involved in the festival and showed they got a little how, different perspectives. Yeah, like it showed how. Um, fucked up some of this stuff like really was like how some people didn't get paid some people they like, were asked to do terrible things to like try to get it up and running again it was it was pretty intense but the one that's been getting like a lot of attention recently there was a woman who was like running the catering aspect of it and she never got paid but she had people working under her that were expecting to get paid so this poor woman had to drain her life savings to pay all these people like had nothing left basically man a really shitty thing and like you kind of realize how big of pieces of shit that billy mcfarland dude is right just because of like little pete like just people like that normal everyday working people had to suffer because of what he did but the internet does have some good sides to it um it's not always dark as we like sometimes think it is there are some like light-hearted individuals out there on the internet rare i know they had started a GoFundMe account for this woman to get her money back, and they actually passed their goal. The goal was for $123,000, and right now it is at 164263 and that has been in eight days. This is all for this caterer who paid her employees out of her own savings, right? Yeah. 
back in April 2017, she pushed uh, pushed herself to the limit, catering no less than a thousand meals per day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like we're all prepared and delivered uh, to that festival. Um, so she bent over backwards to make sure that these unfortunate concert goers were able to eat. Yeah, and uh, now, you know, is she the one making the uh, cheese sandwiches? I, I don't think so because this was like they said that they took these people to a different resort than what like they were going to at first they kind of just tracked them to this whole different resort that she was at like herself like i don't know if she ran it or like what her whole deal with it was but no one paid her for like them being on that resort or anything so she had to like take the hit for that and now she no longer does because she's getting a lot of money coming her way for that yeah so this is just this gofundme was started by anonymous uh internet good samaritans uh yeah, it started from someone in Miami, Florida. Mary Marianne Roll okay. is who started it on behalf of Pamela Carter, who was the woman who had to deal with all of this at that uh Exuma Point was where she worked at and where her business was. So, so there's a little little glimmer of human kindness among that yeah, abyss. Yeah. But yeah, that that the Netflix one was pretty interesting because they talked like they went into a little bit too about the dude who was running like the whole event. Like they had paid him to kind of like handle all of this stuff. He was like an older dude. Dude, they told him at one point he had to go suck this dude's dick for it to keep on track. And he was literally going to do it. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Back up. This is yeah. So a this little, dude, like, little, little unexpected. He was at some other event that he was like ahead of, right? So he was not with the fire people at the time. So they had called him, like Billy McFarlane had called him and be like, listen. Yeah. And Billy McFarlane is, is the head the of mastermind of this thing. The yeah, artist, yeah. Yeah. And he tells him, because this dude is, is gay. He He's a gay man. And um, he not told Not Billy him, McFarlane. No, no. This. The dude who was running, like, he, that they hired him to run the event and kind of take charge of everything. So he tells him, like, he's at this event and he tells him, like, listen, we got to keep this thing up and running. I think they needed more money and didn't have it at the time. So he was like, you have to suck this dude's dick. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who? Whose dick? See, like, I'm blanking. I forget who it was exactly. I don't know if it was the head of customs, the dude like that dealt with everything with customs. Oh, because they had all their, uh, yeah. All their possessions were, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's like, locked up. And yeah. Customs. Yeah. Because they needed, yeah, that's, that is what it was. Yeah. It was, everything was man, in this customs. government shut. Oh, this was before the government shut down. Yeah. I was going to say, man, customs employees are accepting <laughs> creative any, forms of payment. Any <laughs> type of payment ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So this whole thing is just a, it's, it's, it's a shit show, man. Disaster. Like it was a whole disaster. <laughs> the fact that they thought that they were able to get another, like they could like rebrand themselves after that is just ridiculous. But thank God it didn't happen. Unbelievable. Yeah. But that was like the update on that. Now, one more thing about that. Last week, you had speculated that um, since this Netflix documentary was going to include perspective uh, from that Instagram meme page, the Fuck Jerry people, that there was a chance that it felt like it could be biased. Right. It wasn't really. Okay. It wasn't really. Yeah, I'll take that back. Like I said, it was like two, it was kind of two different sides. Like like the Hulu one talked more in depth of like from the beginning. The Netflix one talks more about like they started planning it at the forty five day mark. Like every it made it kind of seem like they knew it wasn't going to happen for like forty five days before the show. When in reality, they knew it wasn't going to happen for like six months before so you the think show the actually Netflix happened. Netflix painted a little less disastrous of a uh, yeah of a picture. Yeah, hmm. but it got like it got. 
perspectives from a, like a few different other people that were there that suffered because of it. So I mean, so they both had you, good things to it. Do you recommend the Hulu over the Netflix? Or yeah. Do you rec- or do you think it's worth watching both? You could, you could. I'd say watch both to get the whole sides of the story. But I would say start with the Hulu one. Mm-hmm. I like that one a little bit better. Okay, a little yeah. more informative. Yeah. Yeah. It it really painted it also painted a picture of like who Billy McFarlane is, how terrible he really is. It doesn't seem like that's very difficult to do. No, like, it wasn't at guy. all. It wasn't at all, man. Like he wasn't even able to answer some of these questions. Like it was that bad. Like so I would definitely recommend both, but start with Hulu. Yeah, so on to our main course. So let me back up and sort of set this whole thing up a little bit. Yeah. About eight or nine years ago, I was a young man. <laughs> In search of the most dark and heinous films ever made. Yeah. And so I started just digging through the internet to find some clues about where I could find, you know, the most messed up movies ever made. Yeah. And I watched quite a few at that time. And there are, after going through many movies at that time, and in the time since, it's changed a bit. I've seen some movies since then. Yeah. But... There are three main contenders that I think are the cream of the crop. Now, let me just give a little disclaimer that I'm certain that there are there are going to be some foreign movies that are obscure and were not widely released that probably have some scenes in, in them or some content in them that you could argue are more gnarly. Yeah. Some, or, or even some like Faces of Death. Okay, because that stuff is twisted. It's real. Yeah, all right. That's not all not, of it. Not all of it's real. Some of it's fake. Yeah, a lo- they they announced uh, a lot of the stuff in Faces of Death was not a hundred percent real. I'm talking but, about actual, you know, feature films. Not yeah. not reality stuff. Not, right. You know, I'm sure you could go watch. You know, I mean, there are hundreds of snuff films World on War, the internet. War, snuff real film, real yeah. snuff films like war footage. I'm not talking about stuff like no. that. These are you know actual movies. Now that we're in a studio. Two of these movies, two of the three aren't even horror films. And the one that's even close to horror, I would even call it more of more thriller than like a horror. Yeah. It's not really a straight up horror film, yeah, at least as I think of it anyway. No, it's more it's horrific an, to think about. It's horrific. Like the They're all horrific. Yeah. But, but yeah, two of them are like basically art films. Oh, um, yeah. Especially uh, Irreversible. One. The- yeah, yeah, we're not going into it. Yeah, let's yeah. cut that. I'm trying to, trying to tease it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the funny thing about this is that when I went on that quest, I came up with three three top films, and Dave, who actually you, you went on this quest too, yeah, right? on your own. yeah, I've been on this we quest have, for we years. Ag- we agree on the three top films. Yeah, right. Now there are other honorable mentions that we will get into as well. Yeah, we have a few, but I, I feel like, and I'm going to explain why uh, I think these three are all worth mentioning, right? And I, I think we are going to rank them. Yeah. We're going to rank them. We have an order. Yeah. And we'll go from uh, least to most twisted. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. I will say that I think these movies are different enough that you could make a good case that they can't be ranked or compared. Yeah. Because they aren't... It's not not like you have three horror movies that are directly competing with each other. Yeah, they all have their own little thing that makes them terrible, basically. Yeah. By terrible, we mean no, not like, excellent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two thumbs up terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're just... Like you said, they're not horror movies by far, like a couple of them. Uh, 
but they each have their own little thing that like we feel is just like oh it's like watching it just like you don't feel good watching it like the whole thing whatsoever <laughs> no you get not... through it but you're just like sitting there not speaking and just kind of zoned in just like oh oh yeah okay i would say <laughs> all three of these movies did leave me a little stunned yeah just the... especially the, the the number one ranked one left me a little bit chilled yeah. for a little, like for a, like an hour or two after watching it i was like damn and so without further ado we're gonna get into number three on our list of the most twisted movies in history dave go irreversible now i would known about this movie for a while because like um i remember you know the channel ifc yeah independent okay yeah. before it was like shitty like it is now it used to be really good and they had like really good content most i'm not of the time. up on ifc well, well when I was like, this was over 10 years ago and I was still in junior high, they released this documentary called um, Indie Sex. It was a four-part um, documentary about like sex in the film industry, especially in independent movies. And Irreversible was talked about on it because of the Ooh. scene, of the, of the popular scene. The scene. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into the scene. Yeah, so I've known, because I, I was really into that documentary when it first came out, so okay. I, I've known about it. I just never watched it until last week. So, yeah. I first heard about Irreversible when I was on my my search, you know, for the the darkest movies ever. Yeah, and uh, I just saw it talked about um, in message boards and stuff. And uh, the the reason why this kept coming up and the thing people kept mentioning is that there is a scene in this movie which is it's it's like a nine minute single cut uninterrupted rape scene from yeah. beginning to end. Yeah. And uh and that's the thing people talked about. It's, and and it's literally like twenty minutes in. It it had happens yeah. fairly quickly. Well, it's like the central plot point of the movie. Yeah. It's uh it's a big deal for that movie. And it's it's it really just hits you with everything right from the get go. Like yeah. it throws everything right at you. Yes. But Well it does, right. We'll we'll get into, you know, give a little explanation of the movie. You know, yeah. Synopsis. This movie is not a horror film. No. It is more just like an art film. Uh, yeah. So the concept is this whole movie takes place in reverse chronological order. So you're seeing the last thing in time first. And it goes on like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the movie is about... Uh, essentially, the story is that uh, you've got this uh, woman and this man. They're a couple, girlfriend, boyfriend... And basically, they are at uh, they they're at a party, and they have sort of a, a strained kind of a relationship. They're having some some issues, yeah. And they get into an argument at this party, and she uh, storms out and walks home by herself. And on the way home, she's attacked and she's raped and assaulted, and she's ends up you know in a in the hospital. Yeah, and, I mean, she's very severely injured yeah she was in a coma they said whenever they were putting her into the ambulance right yeah so. so and then what happens after that is that the boyfriend and there's another sort of element to it where there's another central character which is this like a friend of hers who was, also was it a friend or were they dating it because i got the i got yeah, the message I they were dating at one maybe point. he's like an ex-boyfriend but yeah. he has a thing for her yeah okay. very heavily so, still yeah and he is with the boyfriend and they leave this party, and they go and they see her getting put into the ambulance. Yeah. They take it upon themselves to go and look for the guy that attacked her. Right, because those two dudes approached 
them as well saying like look the cops are never gonna find this person they're gonna like they're gonna put him in jail and that's about it like or do you want to see this person suffer and die right they kind of took it in their head like yeah right i'd rather get the sense that this guy is some kind of a a gangster or something that's untouchable and he'll never actually get uh you know he'll never be punished right so that's why they do this and so it's really here's my take on this movie I think that uh, this this movie is by far the best movie out of these three. Yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, it's, I, I really I can't say I enjoyed it because it's not fun to watch. No, it's um, but I I it's, it's brutal. Yeah, but I feel like it it's got a message. It's oh, actually yeah. got it's got a strong message because um, the movie's about revenge and violence. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so the plot that I explained, you actually you don't even understand the story until you're almost through the movie because you see. So what happens in the movie, and uh, we are going to talk about the plots of these movies. They're all uh, five plus years old. Yeah. So if you haven't seen them and you don't want to spoil it, then... stop right here, go watch them, and then come back. But we're not, we're not going to like not we... spoil these because you should have seen these yeah, by the... now. <laughs> I don't know. If you should have. But we're gonna we're gonna plunge the depths of this darkness for you. So yeah. maybe if you don't want to watch it, you can, you don't have to. You can know about it. <laughs> And maybe we can traumatize you <laughs> just just this way instead of having to go through the, the movie. But anyway, so what happens is that uh, from there in the plot, they go and they are they just sort of go and look around and talk to people and they sort of track this guy or who they think who is, people are telling them did it. Yeah. And they end up at this <laughs> sleaziest club in the world, I must say. Some, it's, I don't even know what, I don't know who would want to hang out in a place like that. Well... These guys, uh, yeah, I got. I guess there was a good bit of people in that club, so there's a lot of people Pretty who would scummy. probably go there. Yeah, and, and this, but, this a French movie takes place in Paris, and it's all in French, so subtitles. Uh, actually, all three of these movies that we're talking about are subtitles. Subtitles, yeah. yeah one is true. French, one's Italian, and one is. Uh, I'm well, not we're not. Yeah, we can't because it's going to give it away. Them. Anyway, so they track the guy to this club. They Called go the and, rectum. They, well, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's called the rectum. The rectum. So it's. That's where you already know where this is going, basically, just from that. Yeah, wow, look at that foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, So they track the guy to the club, and they think they know who the attacker was. You know, of the of the girlfriend. Yeah, they go through the whole club asking where he's at, and yeah, and they zero in, and they confront this guy, and the boyfriend ends up in like an altercation. Yeah, with the guy. This guy gets the better of him. Uh huh. Yeah. Wins the fight. It's over. His ass is kicked, and the guy has him in this. Uh, if you know, like an arm bar. Yeah. And he's got his knee on the back of his elbow, yeah. and the guy's ass is already kicked. He's done. He's not even fighting. Yeah, you but know. But because this movie is on our list, the guy doesn't stop. No. He breaks the arm anyway. Just, yeah. Just to be a bastard. Clean break. Hyperextends the arm. Oof. Then oh. proceeds to. <laughs> that always makes me cringe for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it's tough man. to watch. Like, it's it's tough uh, to watch. Uh, proceeds to de-pants the main character. Yeah. Uh, and then... And then tries to sort of, like, rape him, sodomize him. In the middle of this club. Right in the middle of it. Where the... everyone's watching, too. Like, there's a group of dudes watching this happen, too. Yeah, and it's... they look like they're, like, enjoying it. Yeah, like, they're yeah, cheering yeah, it on. Like, good. they're literally wanting to see this happen. Prison rape club where you don't have to go to prison. Yeah, five ninety nine a month. <laughs> <laughs> what a barking. Join the rectum. <laughs> Rectum. <laughs> it's like your, joy- your five dollars would be much better spent in the dark through the side dark side. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That was a good tie. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I'm working on that. 
So guy's about to get <laughs> anally know, violated. Violated. And then the friend who has the crush on the girlfriend. Yeah. Comes out of nowhere with a fire extinguisher, mashes the dude in the head, the attacker, falls on the ground, and then he does that again repeatedly and just destroys the dude's face. And the thing about this movie, I mean, and the guy's well beyond dead, and the guy's just unleashing. Yeah, he's taking out a lot of fury on this guy. And it's just super graphic. And um, But the thing with this movie and you t- is that they don't flint the camera doesn't flinch you know a lot no. of times in these movies they'll and they'll use that to effect like they will you'll you'll see like uh, a blow like that lining up and then coming in to hit and then they'll cut away yeah and i think sometimes that can actually add to like the kinetic effect yeah like your mind will kind of take over like what they did in reservoir dogs kind of when they cut away when he's cutting the whole ear off yeah they cut back and forth yeah your imagination takes over yeah that is not what happens in this movie. They just don't flinch. They, you see every little detail. The camera doesn't even move. It's almost like, like a real person filming this would never film like that. No, right? It's just it's it's fixated on you know, and so, the, you know, this act of brutal violence, right? And so that's what happens. And yeah. it turns out that that person isn't even the guy who did it. It's no. the wrong guy. Yeah. Which makes it kind of a comedy. It, it, it's a little, yeah. It's like a, it's like it's, a it's, folly. It's a, yeah, it's a, that's a very dark comedy sort of way to look at it. But yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not funny in the It's least. not. <laughs> okay, but the cool thing about this movie is that that is the first scene. Yeah. That's what happens first. You're going like zero to a hundred the quickest way zero possible. To yeah. And so it goes in reverse order and you so the story unfolds backwards yeah. until so you see that happen and then after that you see some sequences where they're hunting the guy and you just you have to really um you're not sure what you're watching and that's intentional yeah and the camera work reflects that when they oh. when they go from one scene to the next yeah i can see like it, it oh. it's intentionally disoriented yeah. they if, spin the camera around to make you dizzy that's another disclaimer if you get easily like car oh, yeah. sick from yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that Motion you're going to you're going to have a like a little bit of a trouble getting through this but it's worth it cuz i don't even get like that dude and i was starting to feel yeah. like yeah they, wow. they, they'll do these like, movements with the camera it would like uh it would lift up in a way, you know, up from the street, and then it would just flip, like, upside down. It was literally like he was taking the camera and just flipping it over and over yeah. again for parts. I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is like... but, and you don't, and, and I didn't understand it at first, yeah. that when that happens, they're going backwards Exactly. time. Okay? Right. Now, this movie goes one sequence to the next, and it unfolds this story backwards. And you get that opening scene with yeah. that spectacular bludgeoning oh. which is probably one it, of my it's probably my number one all-time bludgeoning dude, scene it was a, a really well done scene like the effects really well of that done. amazing the, yeah right like it literally looked like his face was just yeah. smashed right Teeth in flying out and stuff it like, was so realistic brutal. loved it uh <laughs> loved it, <laughs> it excellent really enjoyed it <laughs> so it goes back from there you get these sequences of them hunting for the guy you know as you know we explained the plot right um and then it, you about 20 or 20 or so minutes in you get the rape scene, yeah, which is every bit as well, as advertised. It is did just you, like did you notice, like okay, she's try, like she leaves the party, right? The girlfriend leaves the party, storms out, all pissed off. She's yeah. trying to hail a cab, but the woman on the street says, "Take the underpass; it's much safer." And then as soon as she goes underneath that, I'm like, 
in what way is this safer? This looks like a rape tunnel. It's like, like blood red. It's terrible. Like it's very dark lit. Like all like you said, all blood red, and it just looks like something bad is going to yeah, happen. It makes me wonder if they're trying to suggest that she's like in on it or something. Maybe that's, she probably was. That's what I'm saying. Cause like yeah. was it the same girl who like because in during the scene, you see in the background, like the girl come in like through that tunnel, like sees what's going on for a couple and seconds, leaves. and just walks out. I don't think so. See, I think that was supposed to be just like a, just a you know a passerby. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. And during this scene, and again, wait, we're getting into the this rape scene, and that's like like I said, that was the thing that I heard about this movie. Yeah, it's and, the big scene of this movie. Um, in that scene, so yeah, so it's uh, she's walked through the this tunnel, and she just this scumbag dude just walks up to her, and you know he ends up. Uh, he just has like a knife, and he just kind of like menaces her because into... because like she's uh he's beating on another girl like I don't know he's like that's a right pimp. that's he's right like he's a like a pimp, pimp or something yeah. he's beating on the one girl and she just happens to walk past this and it's and, just downhill from there yeah it like yeah and so he ends up just like threatening her and menacing her and he doesn't really like wrestle her down he just kind of like which was I don't know I feel like that made it even more like, yeah it was, it was just very hard to watch and intentionally hard to watch yeah right? very. Um, so, yeah, so he wrestles her down, and then it's just absolutely just horrible. Graphic. To watch. Very graphic. Um, They don't show. It's not, like, X-rated. They don't. No. Well, I mean, maybe it would be. It wouldn't make an R-rated. They don't show insertion. But... That's, like, the one thing. That, <laughs> they... Like, they, it's not. You don't see any of that. <laughs> like... I love the, the medical jargon. <laughs> I'm trying to make it as. You're trying to be professional. Yeah, I'm trying to be as professional as possible <laughs> while talking about a rape scene. So um... Yeah, but, I mean, it's just. It's still very great. Like uh, even the way he sang it, like saying, yeah, like, and he's you're gonna, reading it, too, yeah. And that made it like, like he he like he says like she better not shit on him or he's gonna strangle her. Like it's really graphic. The dude. actress is uh, Monica Bellucci. Yeah, who she's great. She's yeah, she's actually she did that a really is good. One job. of the best performances I've ever seen from. She's a yeah. good actor. She was she was in also in the Matrix and. Uh, part two, uh, yeah, reloaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she's in a lot. I mean, she played uh, Mary Magdalene in. Uh, Passion of the Christ. Oh, okay. yeah, I've seen that. I've only seen half no, no, of wait. that. Mary, yeah, Mary Magdalene, not Mother Mary. Anyway, so yeah. that's the actress. Um, which is interesting because she's a pretty well-known actress. Oh I mean, yeah, you hear about a movie like this, but you know, it's it's uh, it's a French movie. Oh so. yeah, so I mean, like, and the act like she did it like the acting was portrayed really well, dude, because you can tell like. She was in, like, it made it seem like she was in shock, like, the whole scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you watch, like, when people go in the shock and they can't really fight back or because they don't really, they can't process what's going on to them at that uh-huh. single moment. It, it, she did a really good job of processing that. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, like, she, he was restraining her. Right. But not, like, I feel like not as hard as he could have been. And, it, like, you could see, like, yeah. in her face, she like, was the just petrified. Too, af- too afraid. Yeah, to, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it was very, very well acted. And... What's even crazier, man, like, halfway through the scene, he takes a popper out and, like, inhales. Like he That's just, right. That's right. Like, I, I was that. like, shit, dude. Like, this is going, like, in depth. Like, it was a very, like, oh, just very long and descriptive rape scene. And then. So, yeah, so then eventually, you know, this goes on. And, and, it, and it's just, it goes on for about nine or ten minutes. Yeah. And the way it's filmed um is one long unflinching uninterrupted shot with no cuts yeah so there's only one camera angle and it never fucking moves no it's literally like 
kind of, it's a lower angle, like kind of like panned on the ground. Yeah. And then you can still see like in the background, like a, like a corner shot, like if someone needed to, like someone came around the corner and you saw them in the background, but they were really out of focus. Yeah. That's part of the, part of the scene. Yeah. A, yeah. a bypasser walk, a passerby walks up, sees yeah. this and just, just turns around and but, waits. doesn't help. But they did a really good job with that, with, with how they wanted to portray that scene because you yeah. literally saw like everything you saw her yeah. face like the look that she had the whole time you still saw like like yeah, the way like they the rape it, going the way they had it yeah like it great. was it was pretty intense yeah but the, and and I actually read how they did it they didn't it wasn't really one long take they actually just did some inventive oh, splicing I, I figured to, but, there's no way that could probably be taken like in one I mean scene I'm sure it could time. I mean think about theater think about plays on Broadway yeah. the whole thing is one take yeah but I don't think a like a rape like that would be that descriptive on Broadway. <laughs> sure, it could all you saw was As, the guy basically on top of her and talking. Yeah, know? but it it's that just made it sound way less affecting than it is because it is just absolutely brutal. Yeah. So and then uh, so this and it's just they stick around after too. Like you don't like he's done and they don't you don't it doesn't cut away and that's no. again that's this movie's mo. And then he ends up just. He just beats her head off the stuff ground. Yeah, beats the living shit out of her. And man. so that happens. And that's the big, you know, that's the headline scene. For the yeah. Movie. So you go back from there and it goes to the party and it shows. And then it, and it goes backwards from there and shows the history of their relationship. Yeah. And they're a little troubled. Because and, a lot of the movie is focused around sex. Yeah. A lot of the dialogue in the movie is focused around sex right. before that whole thing. Right. Um, it talk, like, they, they talk about, they go into the whole narrative of how everything is supposed to happen like and they talk about that like, like how things it, are supposed to go yeah, yeah. exactly and that's kind of a bone <laughs> chilling thing because it yeah, talks it about is. it it, it talks about it towards the end when like nothing like when it's everything's tragic, like, normal yeah it seems like they these two people really love each other but oh my god and and like it gets worse too like throughout the and because you find like you find little things like she ended up being pregnant and stuff like you find, I completely forgot about that detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah she takes it's, the it's, pregnancy test. But you and, just find out these little bits of information after you see all that stuff that's happened. Yeah. And it, oh, man. It's, it's just, just brutal. Very moving, very affecting. And that's why, for me, the most important thing about this movie is its message. And I think th I've never seen a movie do this this way before. A couple of weeks ago, I said that this quote was Stanley Kubrick, and it was not. Uh, oh, there's the, uh, no such thing as an anti-war film. Yeah. It wasn't Stanley Kubrick. It was someone else. Oh, okay. This was Francois Truffaut. Oh, Truffaut said that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I like that. I he like Truffaut. actually, Truffaut said that there's no such thing as an anti-war film. And what he means is that when you depict that, you know, that action, there's no way for you not to get swept away with it, to, you know, to, to glorify it. Right. right. And it's the same thing. Now, remember, we said this movie is, it's about revenge. It's a revenge tale. It's about yeah. vigilante justice taken into your own hands, um, going outside the law, hurting someone, and doing, it's about sex, and it's about violence. Yeah. Extreme violence. A very extreme violence. Yeah. And it had to be that extreme, I think, to make the point. Because yeah. Because you wanted it to sicken you. Yeah. And here's why. Now, it's not gratuitous. It's not without a reason. And the message is, it, what it, what it, it, it's actually an anti-revenge and violence movie. And here's, 100%. And, but the way it, it forces you by showing you, so it shows you the whole story in reverse. Like we said, the first thing you see is uh, this just merciless fight scene and then this bludgeoning death in front of a group of people. It's just, it's seedy, 
it is dirty, it's dark, yeah. it's just disgusting. And, you, and, and but they they show you that first with no story, no context. It forces you to process that violence. Yeah. Without being swept away in the revenge. So when you watch a revenge film, you like for example, think about Taken, Liam yeah. Neeson. The guy mercilessly kills, you know, these uh these goons. Right. Um and you're rooting for him because yeah. because that's just the way the story's set up. When you have a, a a setup like that, and oftentimes in movies they use rape, and that's why I think this movie he was he was he hit the nail on the head because they will use rape as a shorthand, lazy way to make it okay for your character to then go and do horrible violence to people. Yeah, you, and and sometimes it's it's ham handed and it's lazy. They'll right. do that. I think Taken, not Taken's okay, yeah. but like it's not that deep, and they just use they just suggest, you know, oh no, they're rapists, so it's okay to just kill them. Yeah, right? and that gets used, and I think that a lot of times it's just done very sloppy. Right, irreversible is putting that concept out there. Yeah. Now think about if you watch the movie in reverse order, you it, find out this couple, you get to know them, you get to like them. She's pregnant, they're having problems, they go to a party, they have a fight, she leaves, she gets attacked, and then they, if you if you think of it that way. That scene would not affect. Now the rape scene is the rape scene. That's kind yeah, of the. That's not going to be fun to watch no matter no, what. No. But the killing part at the end, you would process that very differently yeah. if you saw that story from the beginning, right? Yeah. And I think that's the point of the movie, and that's why it's called irreversible. Exactly. The whole playing backwards. Um. So yeah, there's my, <laughs> there's my uh good good movie thumbs up award. Yeah. I think I feel like it's almost a masterpiece. Oh yeah, that's a we great could say movie. that movie. I can't is a really great recommend movie. it to anyone because, like, I you know most of my some of my a well, lot of my friends would get it, but I just yeah. feel like if you're into art movies, I feel like that's a good one to check I mean, out. Even if for, you haven't, it's seen just it. so hard to watch. Though. It is. If you think that you can sit through that, I would recommend watching. And I know it used to be on Netflix. I don't know. It's on it. Amazon Prime right now. It's on Amazon, that's Prime. how I watched so, it. Irreversible yeah. French film. It isn't subtitles, but it's worth it. And like like I said, like just. Be warned you're, if you're if you get nauseous easily. What's the motion sickness, emodium, or whatever that stuff is? <laughs> take take a couple of those before watching it. You know, get it through. You got to you got to prepare for Dramamine. this movie. Tra- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a couple of those. You'll be good <laughs> you to might go. need emodium too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You might need a few things what, to get, get what some your pepto. digestion sitch <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, but like, there's it's just there's no build up man it's like it's right it just throws you into it there's no build up whatsoever it's just like here you go enjoy like yeah it's intense i i only watched no i did watch it twice actually i've only watched it once I watched it twice and this isn't a movie for repeat none of these movies are repeat movies. no it's kind of like a one and done sort of thing yeah like the other like the number one i will never watch again um <laughs> and these are not you know what all right let me talk to my my dark sider family out there Anyone who might be listening who's into this type of material, which Gotta if you're with it. us through that discussion, then this is for you. You're into this. I was about to say that this is not a date movie. However, <laughs> for those of you that are still here at this point, it might be. Try it out. Everything's possible. I watched it with my girlfriend. Yeah. How did that go? I mean, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't as it wasn't as bad as when we watched the first one, but it was still like I mean the number one. Yeah, pick. the number one pick. Yeah, but uh, this one was uh, it wasn't like we both enjoyed it. Like we both thought it was a really good film and everything. But yeah, it was. She she gets it. Yeah, no, she like she enjoyed it. Like like when we both agreed, like the beginning was hard to watch because of uh the camera motion and everything. But so we got used to that. It took us about twenty minutes or so to get used to that. Yeah. But even 
like even watching the rape scene, you know, like we were both silent the whole time, taking in what was happening. You can't really talk during that. You don't really want to look at each other during it. A, this like, movie's a good example. Um, it, it's a good contrast with, you know, especially these other two that we have. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Number one, this the, the our number two movie is really an outlier. That's just a weird movie. It's yeah, hard it's, to even categorize it's crazy. It. But this movie is, um, if you're familiar with uh, exploitation, you know, flicks like yeah. Uh, like Grindhouse, Grindhouse movies. I was going to say Grindhouse uh, Cinema. Campbell yeah. Holocaust, which is... It's an honorable mention. It's an honorable mention, but yeah. it doesn't compare to this stuff. No. But exploitation films like just gruesome violence just for the sake of it. Yeah. Just to be shocking. Yeah. And that is... With Irreversible, that's not the case whatsoever. No, there's a whole message behind what's going on. I think on it's an important message. I yeah, think very. it's... The movie's worth preserving, I think. Yeah. You know? It's a good movie. It'll be... It'll... It's it'll stand it'll stand the uh, strength of time I guess length of time whatever you want to call it uh, yeah like it, I think that's length of time whatever I'm, I'm gonna let you <laughs> suffer on that one yeah I'm yeah as I usually do but um it's uh it'll still we be, love to suffer here yeah on the dark that's what the dark side is eternal suffering existence is, is pain it, yep I was just gonna say that. Mm. I but, checked into that hashtag, by the way. It's 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 a circus. I don't even know if we can. <laughs> it's I know it's. For, I just figured it's from Rick and Morty. I realized that well, then, too. Yeah, scratch all that. Yeah, I don't want to get involved with that stuff. Yeah, I don't. Really, I don't. I have no problem with Rick and Morty. But oh no, I, yeah. The pool's been pissed in with, mm, with that. Yeah, it's full on pee. <laughs> the, whole, the whole pool. <laughs> the whole pool is just. It's just <laughs> the pee. pH levels are just pee. There's no no, no, no H. H. Just. just <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one that'll still be talked about years and years because, like we said, it's an art movie, and it's just shocking and sickening Definitely. in its own way. And so made our list. So yeah, and know, one even, day in the Library of Congress, when they're listening to Dark Side episode number three, maybe they will remember to pull out Irreversible. You know, dust that DVD off, dust that bad boy off, throw it pop, on, pop in. that in. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, they have a 4K update by yeah, then. That in 4K, so you can really. Really get those visuals in. <laughs> really see that brain For splatter in the really beginning. Really kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even the second one that we have in store is considered an art film. It is. It's it's a hundred percent like an art house film. It's it's crazy and crazy it is. And it's time to unveil number two on our list of the most twisted movies ever. Dose. Yeah. Um, Dave, go ahead and do the honors. A lot. I don't know. Some of you might know. If you're into the Criterion Collection, you probably know this movie. Um, that's how I found out about it. But it is uh, Solo 120 Days of Sodom by uh, Pasolini. It's an Italian Cri- film. Yeah. It's uh, made pre- in 1975. Yeah, I knew it was the 70s. I'm pretty sure the director got killed because of this movie, too. Someone stabbed him because of this. It was... Uh, Dude, what a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 very and <laughs> please tell me more about this movie someone got <laughs> murdered over. It's um it's pretty intense. Uh it's 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 more about Italian fascism. It's kind yeah, of the it's, underlying. This one is so it's Ugh. hard to I didn't really pull any any like when I watch it it's just like a whirlwind. Yeah. I didn't get images. any like political nonsense is the from it. Is whole thing black and white? No, it's not. It's in color. It's in color. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. I do yeah. remember that now. But it's it's just shocking the whole time, man. Well, like, go ahead and lay out the plot. All right. Well, basically, these group of Italian fascists have this this castle, basically this huge home, yeah. where they take 
all these children as basically their slaves. There's no yeah. really They're like teenagers. Yeah, they're they're not yeah, they're 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 under the age of 16 or 18. But they're kidnapped. They're eight there's 18 of them and they're just subjected to 4 months of extreme violence. It's not a short one either. You're you're in this for the long. What's the running time on this? Does it do we have it up here? Uh, 116 minutes. So you're dealing with this for 2 hours. Yeah. Uh it's it's not an easy watch. No. I watched this when I was in high school. And I haven't watched it since. It's 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 kind of a one and done. How did you come across this in high school? I was it, my senior year of high school. I really got into the Criterion Collection. Started watching a lot of art house films because I was going to film school. Just just uh, browsing the Criterion Collection and it being a part of like trying to find the most extreme film. This was always like the one that came up. Yeah, this and, gets talked about a good bit. Yeah, and. The fact that it's even in the Criterion Collection is pretty impressive to me. Yeah. Like that's, alongside, like some of the other movies there are much like, more mainstream. Yeah, and some of the, some of the greatest movies ever made too. Some could argue, like, but this one is just like a curveball, and it's one of the earlier released ones they did too from the Criterion Collection. It's like top ten or top twenty spine numbers, so it's been out. But there's like a few different circles that they go through. Um. Yeah, it's split up into four segments. Yeah, and it is. I'm just learning this for the first time. We have the uh, the Wikipedia, up, but it is based on Dante's Divine Comedy. Apparently, I can kind of see that. And the first segment is Anti Inferno. Yeah, we've got it's it's Circle of Manias, Circle of Shit, and then Circle of Blood. Yeah, to wrap it up. And oh boy, do they! From what I remember, this movie they deliver. They deliver. Oh, especially in the shit aspect. Yeah. Hard delivery right there. Yeah, good shit delivery. G- great shit delivery. Yeah, One of the delivery. best in the in the game. But um, like the first circle was kind of uh, them bringing it in, bringing all the like the teenagers in. Yeah, it's set in 1944. There's some as guards in a fascist part of Italy. Yeah, th- like um, it's so weird getting in. It <laughs> is. I, like, it's so like this movie's just so fucking weird in itself. Like I don't even know. Where they yeah, were it's, going it's with not it. when you watch it, it like when I watched it, I wasn't even hundred percent sure what the hell was going on. Yeah, I was the time. same. It was just way. like a series of images. That yeah, like, oh my god, it's 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 kind of meant to shock you. It's like voyeuristic shocking. Irreversible is an art film, but this movie is it's the most art film art film I've probably ever sat through. Yeah, I don't even know, dude. Like how to just like describe what I was thinking. Yeah, so basically, this, the whole the whole. I don't know. In a nutshell, the movie is you got these sort of like aristocrat, I don't know, like wealthy, uh, you know, high class people in this, you know, fascist Italy and apparently in the for- in the 40s during World War Two. Um, and they have all of these teenagers and adolescents uh, for uh, there are 40 of them or no, it's 40 day. uh Four yeah. months. Yeah, it's four months. But so, but yeah, they have them all in this castle, and they keep them there, and they just like subject them to all manner of uh, <laughs> like perversion because they recruit teenage boys as like soldiers and guards and stuff too in this house. But then they kidnap eighteen other children to have as their slaves. Basically, there's nine. There's nine girls and nine boys. Yeah, throughout the whole thing, and so. The first, like, like I said, the the intro of the movie is kind of introducing that. Like, they have like 
like you you figure out who these people are in this house, like who um the kids are, and then the first circle gets into they kind of it just kind of just jumps right in. Here, there's a really good okay. So it says. 1944, Republic of Salo, the fascist occupied portion of Italy. Four wealthy men of power, the Duke, the Bishop, Magistrate, and the President, agree to marry each other's daughters as the first step in a debauched ritual. It's like the mildest part of this whole movie, yeah, I feel like. I, Jesus. I, it, I, the rest of the movie just completely washed over that. Yeah. Mind. They rule that when they get to the mansion, their daughters must be completely naked at all times. Great. I mean, sounds like a how good else would they be? Yeah, yeah like, what, what the hell? Yeah, that's the rules in my house. We're making yeah. right now. Hell, I mean, have know. to be. I only got my off. socks on. Yeah, no socks. <laughs> they recruit four teenage boys to act as guards uh, and four young soldiers <laughs> called studs, cockmongers, or fuckers. Fuckers. <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> Who were <laughs> chosen because of their large penises. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's go. how I pick all my. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I pick all my guards. Yeah, it's the first question I ask in the interview. Let me see that dick. <laughs> it's a great dick. <laughs> then they kidnap nine young men and nine young women and take them to a palace near Marzaboto, which fancy. Yeah, sounds so nice. So fancy. Sounds like a resort. Yeah. I want to go. So that's where they kick into this. That's the setup. That's the first circle. Yeah, and they recruit, and it says like um, it says uh, four middle-aged prostitutes. Also, collaborators who orchestrate debauched interludes for the men who sadistically exploit their victims. So, I, re- I have this memory of this one scene, and it really stuck out to me from this part of the movie where they've got uh, a, uh, a boy and a girl. Yeah. And they are like, you know, they're fornicating with each other. Right. Like encouraging it. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then they start to, you know, first they're afraid but then they start to you know they're like oh yeah okay like this is this is okay yeah and they start to you know they get intimate with each other and these guards <laughs> apparently they're called cockmongers yeah the fuckers they just bust in interrupt the whole thing and then just rape both of them yeah 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 the, and this is like the mild stuff that's like yeah this is this is like like i was just gonna say that this is kind of like again mild stuff that happens to kind of ease you into what is about to happen yeah. with this because this movie just escalates and it's just a series of basically just setups like that they just yeah. torture these kids and it just goes on until it comes to a crescendo which we will yeah, it's like tell you all about because certain days they're meant to act as um as something else like the one they have them act as dogs in the one scene like they're walking them with leashes i guess that the whole thing builds up it's not any one scene or anything that really affected me about this it's the cumulative effect yeah and these kids are being dehumanized because because like i'm just like because we don't have the movie up in front of us, thank God, and like we both haven't seen it in a while. Because it's one of those things where you, you don't really need to see it multiple. Yeah, times. I'm not gonna lie, I thought about watching it for this. And yeah, then I just because I own it, and I thought of yeah. I I thought about watching it again. Like I was gonna watch it last night, and I was like, dude, I don't even know if I I've watched so much shit this week. I don't even know if I can get through it. Like <laughs> I was just like, I'm just gonna go from what I remember. But like reading all of this that we have up in front of us, it's making me remember like literally everything. Like it says during uh, breakfast, the daughters entering the dining hall serve um half like half naked serve food. Then one of the studs trips and rapes a daughter in front of the whole crowd, which laughs at her cries. Like it's just it's stuff like that. that is the like whole happening. thing's pretty surreal. It's like yeah. a, it's like a nightmare. You don't. It almost makes no sense. That's the perfect 
like way to describe it. It's literally a two-hour nightmare. You don't know what is going on most of the time. It's literally just heinous acts happening to these poor kids that you don't have even any idea of why they're there. They're just kidnapped and brought to this place. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you're just saying that the whole time in the movie. Like, the first time I watched it, I even paused it a couple times just to, like, to kind of process what's going on. It's just like, like I literally had to think, like, wh- why is this happening? What is what is the like point of all of this? And especially in the circle of shit is what we had thinking of, about that. Like that's like the one time, the one point I was like, uh, what? Like that's like when that when the came one saying circle of shit, I was like, what do you mean circle of shit? What is what is happening here? <laughs> yeah. And then you find out what. Now, if I had known that it was falling to Divine Comedy, I might have been a little more. But I, I just it, I didn't connect the dots when I was watching this. Yeah, now that I I know that I could kind of see that it is like like I mean multiple circles like I remember I the get part with that. the uh, where they trick they trick the girl into eating this like I don't know if it was like a cake or whatever. Yeah, they, put, they f- stuffed nails into this. I think it was a piece of cake or some kind of food. They jam nails into it and then they're just like, here you go, you know. Yeah. She's afraid. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's You're okay. good. It's fine. You can and eat she this. Just bites into it, and then everybody laughs. And it's like you could see like her pulling nails out of like her mouth is bleeding, just pulling nails out of her mouth. It's like, it's just, super graphic. Oh, but man. this movie, like I said, it's like a nightmare. In that, when I was watching this, I wasn't even following why this is happening. Yeah, I remember the one part. One of the prostitutes is telling a story of like her time and everything. And one of the dudes, like the older like gentleman, pulls this girl. Gentleman. <laughs> Make sure we're respectful to this yeah, guy. The, the, yeah. The Duke. Yeah. yeah. He pulls this like random girl into the bathroom and just tells her to pee on him. And like she literally squats over him and just pees on his face. And it's just like <laughs> like I'm just watching it like what the fuck <laughs> is happening here? Why is this happening? Uh, but then like we said it gets into the, the circle of shit after all of that. Like, all these weird s- ceremonies that are happening the whole time, which literally just involve rape, sex, and just violence literally the whole time. But um, And our favorite word of the day, coprophilia. Coprophagia is eating poop. Oh, okay. Coprophilia, I guess, is you're sexually attracted, attracted. to, you know, feces. Oh, that's and that's, a, that's and that's an interesting one. Takes us to the circle of shit. Yeah, that's where we onward to the circle of shit. Yeah, basically, I just remember uh, <laughs> she takes a shit on a plate and then forces this girl to eat it. Yeah. Uh huh. And then and then the next sentence as we have this up, I see that scene being described in the plot summary here. <laughs> the next sentence is the president leaves to masturbate. Yeah. And then it says, I remember this scene. Later, the other victims are presented with a meal of human feces. During a search for the victim with the most beautiful buttocks, Franco is picked and promised death in the future. <laughs> wow. So you have a great ass, you ought to die. That's usually like the opposite of what happens to you. I feel like if you had the best ass, you get to like And on a like side live. note, did you enjoy your shit dinner? Yeah. Like, it, was, it, was it up to par? Was it undercooked? Overcooked? How, how was it? <laughs> Oh, yep. So anyway, Jesus. the whole thing culminates with what they call the circle of blood. It's like this. They are doing this. There's this ritual that they're trying to do. Yeah. And I wasn't able to really figure out what the deal was. I didn't but, get it. I didn't um, get it. It's like this crazy sort of like, you know, satanic kind of a wedding. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> the satanic imagery is very heavily. Yeah. They have the, uh, the cockmongers. Yeah. Sort of like symbolically have a have a wedding 
with these, you know, the torturers, the men. Of, like, it even says, like, that the men angrily order the children to laugh, but they are too, like, grief-stricken to do so. <laughs> yeah, they just, oh, just finish wolfing down a plate of shit. <laughs> like, how do you even feel emotion after dealing with all laugh. that? <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a weird wedding scene, and, of course, there's more uh, sex after the wedding scene. Yeah, um, tons of sex in this lot, lot of sex. A lot of sex you don't want to see. It's no. not good sex. Um, it may have been good for, for them. Yeah, for the Duke and the President and the rest of them, but not for the, the, the kids. Like, wasn't was not, not too cool for me. No. Um, it even, like it says uh, right here, a collaborator and the black servant girl are shot dead after being found having sex, but not before Ezio makes a defiant socialist salute. <laughs> so socialism is tied into this as well. There's the message. Yeah. I, again, I don't get it. Yeah, it must be over my head. Maybe I'm too dumb to to get it. The whole movie just culminates in this like orgy of they just basically torture and murder all the kids. Imagine what like the yard would be in prison. Like you just have like sort of like a fenced in like open area. That's where they were in, just torturing these kids, just killing them slowly after they had to endure all of this stuff for literally no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Then the piano player just jumps out the window, <laughs> and then. Uh, the final shot in the film is two soldiers who witnessed and collaborated in the atrocities dancing a waltz together, and one asked the name of the other's girlfriend back home. I do remember that scene. Yeah. I did, so it was a Just weird really scene. really tied it all together. Yeah. You know, at least there's a happy ending. God. And some of the ways like they showed the kids being tortured, too, was pretty intense. Like, Super graphic. Like, they popped the one kid's eyeball out. I remember that. They had a candle burning under the one kid's penis the whole time. Like, oh. It's very hard to get through because, for one, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Banned in a lot of countries over the years. Which censored. I'm not surprised about that either. It actually has a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? It's like, hey, pretty good. I mean, pretty good film. people consider it a good art house film, dude. I don't... Yeah, I, I, guess. I, I guess it's a good movie. Yeah, usually. I feel like I'm really dropping the ball here because, you know, I, I, I like to try and do my best to take in the message of these movies. Now, yeah. And I did not watch it in preparation for this episode. But right. I didn't either, which I remember it now. And I don't yeah. know if they have some kind of political message. With yeah. This movie. It's a, it's, it has to, do, I'm guessing it deals with socialism and fascism. Yeah. You know, I don't, I mean, this was in the, uh, not too far aftermath of the second world war. Yeah. And Italy was obviously a fascist regime during that time, which fell and, with this one. I'm pretty sure he was stabbed over this movie. He was murdered? Yeah. Yeah, go on his uh, page, Pasolini. He remains a controversial personality in Italy due to his blunt style and the focus on some of his works on taboo sexual matters. Yeah, no shit. But he's an established major figure in European literature and cinematic arts. His murder prompted an outcry in Italy and its circumstances continue to be a matter of heated argument. Murdered in 75. He had been run over several times by his own car. Multiple bones were broken, and his testicles were crushed by what appeared to be a metal bar. Ooh. An autopsy revealed that his body had been partially burned with gasoline. Was this actually as a result of someone mad about the Salo movie? Because this was his most controversial movie. It says uh, in 2005 some evidence was uncovered that he was murdered by an extortionist. So ah. well, the rumor was like that it was because of this movie. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. 
Yeah, the case was reopened. So there's some con- there's some disagreement about what happened there. I, I actually don't think it looked like he was killed because of that movie. But, yeah. It sounds like one of those rumors that go around like that. Yeah. Like but anyway, yeah. So <laughs> the bottom line of this movie is that, so first of all, the stuff that happens in it, just the straight-up content. 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 Of the movie is just, we'll, we'll say this, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah. It's noteworthy. You've got shit-eating, you've got, like, Rape, many rape scenes, like dozens lot of rapes in this movie within a two-hour time. Yeah, super graphic uh, needle stuff. If you don't like yeah. needles, there's some stuff in this movie that is will be unpleasant for you to say the least. I can guess you could say it's a big fetish thing too. You mean like people would would want to watch this for fetish reasons? Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm. It's like it's touching on a bunch of different fetishes too. When he's like asked the girl to pee on her and stuff like that, like that's a well-known fetish. Like when he was making this and writing this movie, he was trying to tie some of those things in that were probably taboo at that time, like in the seventies. This movie should always be taboo. Well, I meant peeing on people. Oh, it's well, not that taboo anymore. Yeah, I we mean, we. I'm literally pissing on someone right now. Yeah, I see him. no for me like i said it's it's just like a nightmare yeah for me being confused about it was a little bit part of because it's just an onslaught it's just one thing after the last and it just get it escalates and this it has this weird vibe there's just this freaky like surreal because like it's how they're ordering the kids to laugh and stuff yeah like the people who are uh the people who are committing all this torture and violence and stuff they're like happy and like they're like a little they're like crazed about it yeah it's like an event for them they're also using their like their their manners and their they they also carry themselves in a very like formal way yeah and the whole thing is just because technically they're like upper class so they treat themselves as like royalty and like higher ups just what they do for fun makes you feel very bizarre after i didn't i didn't quite know how to process it It wasn't like irreversible where uh and again I, i think that's definitely a much better movie than this honestly yeah a lot better because the message was a lot clearer. And, yeah. and hey, maybe that's maybe that's just a result of the time. Maybe in that time, you'd have to be in that place and sort of like privy to all of the the political landscape at the time. I agree. What a ballsy thing to do to make a movie like this, yeah. especially back then. Even making this in this day and age is kind of it would never get released. No. No, it's it's one of those no ones. No one would mess with it. No, that's the whole thing. Like, no, you, this would get like shelved immediately if someone were to redo this, like rewrite this script. It would be like, no, this isn't getting made. Now, this movie would absolutely get an X rating. Like, oh, a hundred percent. This reversible. Actually, all three of these movies, they're not getting an R. No, rating. no way. They're they'd have to be unrated to be released. Probably it would be the only way. Or like, because I don't even know if they would get an NC seventeen. Yeah, I mean NC seventeen is just if it's if it doesn't get an R, that's what they give it. In the film industry, you don't want that. No, because you limit your audience. Exactly. Little, you know, because people take their kids to see R R rated movies. Yeah. The last time I saw like an like a like an NC seventeen movie do like well was Shame, which was like back in like twenty eleven or twenty twelve. I haven't seen that. One. It's really good. It's about sex addiction. It's really fucking good. Oh, okay. Yeah, check it out if you. Is can. it like? Is it like a runner-up on this list at all? Or no, no, I don't okay, think it's okay. it's anything. It's 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 eye-opening and shocking, but not in any sort of way that like this is. I feel a little, I feel a little inadequate with the way I'm able to explain Salo, but it's just it's 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 hard to explain. It's hard to wrap though, your head around. Man. Like it's 
and all you listeners right now, if you go and watch this, you'll understand our trouble with explaining it's this. Just, it's just hard to get like a clear picture. Of yeah, what's going on in this movie. yeah. You'll you'll walk away not really. I mean, unless you're a genius and can analyze films like no other, you'll probably need a couple watches. I mean, you can to read do about it. it. I'm I'm sure that there's a, a good write up about it. But I just yeah. for my for I don't feel the need to even dig that deep into it. No. Actually, watching it without context and without the message, how, that's how I watched it. Yeah. I thought Actually, I thought it was going to be like a horror movie. That's what I thought, too. And so, this is, <laughs> the, the, the shit-eating this is and the, the, the shitting and the nails and the what the fuck is happening. Yeah, you're just kind of like, yeah. you're then, thrown in blindfolded. Like, you don't know. Yeah. It, and it's not, it's not zero to 60 immediately, like... There's like, a little like bit of a build-up. Yeah, it builds up, and it man, does it does it really build up? It's just like a. It's like each circle is a whole other level of build-up. It's like okay, that's pretty intense. Oh wow, that's that's very. Except intense. for me, the the the, the shit eating and stuff, even more than the, I'm pretty desensitized to gore, honestly. Yeah, same but here. But the dehumanizing of these people is what you know, like walking them like dogs. Yeah, and, it's kind of like, you're cringing while watching it the whole time because like you're just like. You start into a cringe motion, like when, when the movie starts. Yeah, and it just doesn't end until it's over. That's pretty much my take on this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. One long, uncomfortable, <laughs> one shitty thing after the other. Just super shitty. Just shit. Yeah, that is number how two. ironic that it's number two, right on a plate. <laughs> All right, Dark Siders, and here we are. We've made a long journey to get here. We've laughed. We've cried. And we've shit. <laughs> Drum roll. Number one most twisted film in the dark side, fucked up film competition, is Serbian film. <sighs> we were just talking about this, revisiting Solo. Like, it's kind of hard to rank these two, like, up against each other They're for number so one. And two. Yeah, it's way different, but we feel this one has way more like slam dunk in your face. It's got the big moments. Yeah. Awful moments. Yeah. All right. So for those of you out there that never heard of this, the title of the movie is A Serbian Film. This is actually, you know, a movie from Serbia. It's subtitles in Serbian. This is a thriller type of movie, and basically it's about a sort of retired Ron Jeremy success level type of porn star. And he's got a wife and a young son. And He's trying to secure his family financially, and he doesn't quite have the funds to do it. Right. And so one thing leads to another. An old acquaintance from the business shows up, an actress he used to work with, and she says she's got a job for him that'll pay out mega bucks, and it'll set him up for life. And it's for some director that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. And she says you should just meet with him, right? So he goes, and he does, and <laughs> the guy has sort of a... We'll say uh, a non-traditional project. Yeah. He just tells him it's a new way of filming and throws him a contract and says, sign it. He even tells him, like, don't yeah. read. don't need to read it. Now, this is another movie where they play around with chronological order, not like Irreversible. But right. there's a point in the movie very early on where uh, it, we jump ahead some unknown amount of days into the future. And the main character wakes up in his house, and he's very disheveled and beat up, and he's hurt, and he's run down. Yeah. And he has amnesia, and he doesn't know what's been going on for the past however many days. So, Dave, you just watched this 
uh, over the weekend or yeah. less yeah. than a week ago. Still so, fresh in the old noggin. Go ahead and take take the narrative. Okay, so basically, like we said, he goes in, he has the meeting and everything. He doesn't. He's not really sure. He doesn't sign up or anything that day, right? So it takes a little convincing, but he eventually does. He, he does agree to do this movie, and the director right? is in this mansion. Like he's, yeah, he looks like someone who's crazy successful, but loaded. No one's ever heard of him, right? So, which that's a red flag right there. <laughs> he finally agrees to do this movie. They give him an earpiece, and they tell him what to do as he's being filmed. And this is not a normal film set, guys. Like that's the first thing. Like the dudes who are like filming look like bodyguards. They're yeah, all there's in, like heavy security, all dressed in black, sunglasses on, bald heads. Like they just look like tough guy security guards, right? He he gets into this movie, and they started off in an orphanage. Yeah, and um, red flag again in a porn movie. You should not be in a fucking orphanage. They go in. He sees the actress that he's working with. It signals him to come into this room where there's like... It's just like a 20-something woman. Yeah, she just kind of looks like a teacher. The the concept for this movie in the movie is that he doesn't... The actor doesn't know what's going on, so it's right. being filmed kind of like in real time in reality. It, it's so he's, ultra realistic, And these basically. guys are following him around with cameras. Yeah. The security guys are yeah, filming. Yeah, and it's not like there's like they're having one camera doing multiple shots. Like these dudes have like... There's two cameramen doing different angles like they're like it could be like one is following him in front but you see the other one running to the end of the hallway to get that shot of him walking down the hallway yeah and then so, dire- you, you get the direct they have earpieces and the director's telling him what to do right exactly so you know he gets down at the end of this hallway and sees this obviously underage girl just sitting she there. looks like she's maybe 13 yeah if that and so he's like He's still puzzled. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And during the scene, too, the mother, like the quote unquote mother of that girl, it's like saying, like, give me back my daughter. Like, that's my daughter. And they're taking, like, in the security guard slash cameraman, they just cameraman, like, rip her out of there. Yeah. They're taking her out, like, immediately. It goes into the scene, like, where the woman who is, like, the teacher looking woman, right, takes him into this room and begins blowing him. But. Out of nowhere, there's like projections of that little girl, the 13, 14 year old yeah, girl. Yeah, they put up, they throw a projector on the wall. Yeah, just doing like there's two different ones, both having her do like a little innocent scene. It's just like videotaping a her popsicle or something. Yeah, one's eating a popsicle and the other one's like her doing her hair, or like her this, makeup. Yeah, or something. this guy's getting blown and they're showing this. Yeah, so it, to and, him, and he's like, "What are you doing?" This yeah, is- but he's he he finishes the scene like he. He does it, like, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, (laughs) you got to finish what you're starting, I guess. So he finishes up the scene, and that's it for that day. He goes to, he he wants to quit. Yeah, right then and there, it's it's a red flag. Like, he's not about this at all. And I'm pretty sure there was an, I'm trying to think, wasn't there, like, there was another scene they filmed after that. Yeah, actually, he didn't quit right there. There was a second one where, um... Anyway, it he shows up again the next day. He's yeah. freaked out. He wants to quit, but he doesn't. He shows up. The next time, it, it gets violent. Right? Yeah. They he, have him, like, it's like the same sort of setup, and they have this this actress, and she looks beat up. She yeah. looks like she's been brutalized. Yeah. And they have her, you know, and then, but they want him to, uh, basically, it's the same deal, like, she's gonna blow him but they want him to hit her yeah and he doesn't want to do it and he tries to to uh to get away right and the security guy grabs him then the girl (laughs) 
bites, bites him. Yeah, she bites his dick. Like, and so he like has to hit her. Yeah. Yeah, he forces like her like him to hit her because like it's not like he even does it immediately too. Like she bites him and he takes a couple seconds, but then he punches her a couple times in the face. They did the full on money shot in this. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like he like jizzes on her face and yeah, they, and they you show see it. it. Yeah. yeah. And then we well, didn't see that in any type of American movie that had anybody. No, no chance. Not whatsoever. You probably wouldn't have even made it this far into an American no, movie. No, no way. Like, not with the, the dealing with the underage stuff. A yeah, lot of people that's... do not deal with that. And we're getting even. We're gonna get even worse with the underage stuff here in a not minute. Not as underage as you can be. As fresh as it can be, basically. I think after that point, he shows up and he tries to quit. Yeah, he, he tells the guy he quits, and that's where. Well, he shows him the the terrible because remember he he still doesn't know what he's a part of he doesn't know anything about this movie and he and the director is wanting is trying to keep him there as much as possible and he was like let me show you what i do this scene he thinks this is he thinks this is the the selling point yeah like this is like because he has like such an artistic vision in his mind that he can like he's like he's opening all these new doors that have never be even been thought of for good fucking reasoning. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Milo, the main character, goes over to this mansion to tell the director that he's quitting because yeah. he doesn't want to do this anymore. He's done. And the director, by way of convincing him to stay, says, let me show you my art. Like, he's the seediest salesman, like, basically, that anyone's ever seen. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. It's pretty... It's But but then it gets into the, the most graphic scene that I have personally ever seen, and I'm literally... Number one? Yeah. I'll just lay this phrase on you. It just says almost everything you need to know, yeah. right? Doesn't it? Yeah. I'm like cringing. Right? Another drum roll? Might as well, I guess. <laughs> Newborn porn. It's literally exactly what you guys are probably thinking it is. What else could it be? It's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, I, I guess, really don't know. You remember the you remember the birth movie from Health Class? Yeah, like in 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 high school. Yeah, it's it's, it's that it's it's, it's that. The full on like Spike Lee angle in in there. <laughs> I like in how we attributed that a Spike Lee angle. He's gonna be, he's gonna be so happy that we used his name for <laughs> the this Spike Lee joint. <laughs> yeah. So you see this baby being born. I mean, and they're just. I mean, it, it, it's it's just a bloody. And we should say too, when the labor scene is happening, there's a there's like a bald headed man with sunglasses. Guy, I, I actually watched this movie with my dad. Right, I showed it to him. Oh my god! <laughs> and when this starts happening at this point, my dad hasn't said much. He's like, "Is that guy a real doctor?" <laughs> <laughs> Love my dad for that. For that. For that. That's super great. Dry humor. That <laughs> is great. But. This dude comes in in literally nothing but underwear. So it's one of the security dudes, too. Yeah, if you look, it is. you recognize him. So this lady's giving birth, right? He delivers this baby and they show it. Like they it's they show it. It's like the most out. intense birthing scene I've seen in a movie. It's pretty yeah. it's it's I'll give him credit right there. That was a really good fucking There was one in Knocked Up. You remember Knocked Up? Yeah, that was They show the birth. This is worse than that. It's like super bloody. That was no, that was just like one scene they showed, like but the they crowning. They showed of the it. crowning. And yeah. they show the crowning here too. But they showed the whole fucking It looks thing. like they're like they're in some kind of abandoned factory. It it doesn't look sterile. No. <laughs> it does not look clean. It looks like tetanus waiting to happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. You think she got her tetanus shots? Probably. Probably did knowing this production. So Graphic. this dude delivers this baby. 
Okay. Pulls it out. And he looks pretty excited about it. it looks, yeah. He's pretty gleeful. Not a good sign. And I don't know how I feel about describing this like this, but it just it is what it is. It's you you have to. So the guy delivers the baby, cuts the cuts the cord, right? Doesn't he? I don't even remember him cutting the cord. Maybe I'm imagining. I don't that. even think he did. But he he span like, I remember he, did, he yeah, smacks he it. Spanks it and there's like but there's like a <laughs> there's an atmosphere yeah. about that. And you're just like, what is this? <laughs> and then the guy Sets the baby down on this table or whatever. <laughs> and then he he, <laughs> oh. he puts his <laughs> he puts on his goggles. Yeah. He put they're on his head and he just puts them on. Safety like, first. Like it's go time. Yeah. <laughs> Suit up. Suit up. <laughs> and then you you zoom down. The guy doesn't have any pants on. No. He's got another red flag. Like whitey tidies, which what kind of what doctor wears that? Psychopath walks around with actual whitey tighties. Boxer briefs. You have to. Yeah. I haven't worn whitey tighties since I was fucking two. Since I had a choice about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so whitey tighties, this fucking degenerate. <laughs> and then, I mean, they already, <laughs> you can tell where this is going. Yeah. Did you see, like, they show it. Like, they show him, he, like, pulls his pants down enough to get his... Th- now, the camera's, like, from behind him, right? Yeah. So when you're watching this, the way it's... Fr- and and I, I think describing this is... Now that I think about it, it's probably worthwhile because no one's going to want to watch this. No. Uh, if you do, if you hear us describe this and then you go watch these movies, hit us up because yeah. we want to hear from you. Yeah. Get, let's, get, let's get you on That's here. That's the type of let's person that this. we would like to talk exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. You're our people. All right. So it's from behind him and he's got his... <laughs> He's got his fucking his action goggles on. Yeah. Did he put gloves? He has gloves on, He's too. got gloves on. Pants come down. Baby's on the table. And then he just, like, you could, it's from behind him, and they aren't they aren't showing it, you know, yeah. as, as as the term of art that Dave used earlier. You don't see insertion. But, but it's implied. It's very implied. And you hear this. The thing I remember about that scene is the fucking baby cry oh yeah dude i mean it's just the most sickening thing it's terrible it's literally like they they went above and beyond for that just because of that fucking crying and screaming well basically to say he 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 fucks this newborn baby this kid was just born two seconds ago yeah and the mother is like looking over watching this with this like fucking crazed smile on her face. Yeah. Like, yes. Just laughing the whole time. Oh. The crying is what hit it home for me because you cannot get that sound out of your head for a day or so. It is just so graphic and in your face. And it was like, especially too, because I watched it on a projector screen. Like, I have a projector. So I, I, I it's, it's 20 feet like right in front of me. And then I have a sound bar right behind me blasting. To where I have this right right in my head. It's it's not easy to watch. It's like ugh, just even talking about it kinda is like fucking with me. But like it's like the worst thing that you can even say in film. Like in all honesty, I don't know how they got away with filming this. Like I like obviously you don't see anything. It's shot like Matt said, it's shot all behind his back. Like there's no insertion or anything. It basically it cuts back to him, Milos, his face, and he's just like Oh my fucking god! Yeah. Like he knows what he signed up for, and he's like scared out of his fucking mind he just right leaves. now. He tries to quit. Yeah. He goes home, and this is where uh, I guess later on the security guy shows up and says, "Get in the car." Yeah, and uh, that's where 
he ends up being he's drugged. Yeah, and then and it's it jumps forward from there. And it's a weird drug they use. It's it's an intense Viagra and fucking hormones Ruthie at that the they same use time, to get bulls dude. to to like mate, you know. And uh, basically from there, he's going back and watching these clips of things that he did over the previous few days. And oh boy, <laughs> you see the one scene with the actress who got him into this she was kind of on his side because he she knew that he didn't want any part of it you just see this woman like on the ground like face down like blood all over her then you like the camera zooms in on the ground you see all these teeth like all around her this mystery man who we find out at the end who it is is wearing like a panda mask it's like a scully sort of like panda like mask thing and he proceeds to fuck her mouth which has no teeth in it and then kills her with his dick. Like, what a way to go. But uh, the new definition of deep throat. It's just an advanced usage of the regular definition. A very advanced. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what else to do with this other than laugh at it. But yeah, so basically it just it goes from there. The, the guy just watches this series of stuff that he was forced to do. And I mean, you then, can, I don't, I'm not going to describe every single one. There's so many. Yeah, but, but then he goes back to the scene where it happened though too because then like remember like that's how he gets all of his like his memories start coming back little yeah, by he, little he traces his steps back to where this this yeah. warehouse place where all this stuff happened because like it, and it shows like this drug that like they gave him it comes you see like how it takes effect because it's like literally a brainwashing thing because they take him back after drugging him to finish yeah. this movie which is absurd where, yeah it's ridiculous but. yeah like the, like just to give you guys like an example of like what this drug did to him. Like he went back and was shooting the scene with like the blonde mom that was taken away. Like we were talking about in the beginning, the security guards took her away because of like, she said it was her daughter and everything. Well, they bring her into this room completely naked, handcuff her to this bed and tell him to fuck her, which he starts doing. And then like, again, he yeah. like tells him He's to start got an hitting her. And the director is, telling him orders in his ear yeah and he keeps saying yeah, hit, like, her, hit her hit her and, and he like hits her yeah and like because of this drug it takes over like your hormone and testosterone and like you're not the same person and it goes from like casually like smacking her ass to literally like dude like punching her, punching her back to where it's like bruising her instant the the director's like manipulating him he's he's whispering in his ear about how she had a husband who was a veteran and went to war and she was like cheating on him while yeah. he was gone and she's garbage and yeah just like a trash of a he's person trying to like gin him up to do this and then like they hand someone hands him a machete and then like he literally like fucking cuts her head off while fucking her and the part dude that like (laughs) fucking got me a little bit they had to like kick her body off of his dick because the rigor mortis like was setting in and And then the director he's like he's so pumped about it he goes the unique magic of rigor mortis yeah and then it gets to like and it shows like the effect because like remember they had like the doctor woman who was like injecting him with this stuff yeah he ends up attacking her yeah he fought back the one time and like ejected her with the shit and then like she starts foaming at the mouth and like you think she's dead that she comes back during the filming of like the last scene yeah and she's carrying like she's walking very slowly and you could tell she's fucked up and she's carrying like this like eight inch steel pipe but probably like two inches around so the drug made her like oh i gotta yeah. get it in with this pipe <laughs> <laughs> piping her down <laughs> yeah so basically it all culminates some other shit happens and it's you know it's you got the newborn porn thing you got the rigor mortis thing yeah and then 
the teeth thing that was another big standout yeah um, it's just the more stuff like that it goes on and, and then, then the ending they set the stage for the finale of this movie and the director's actually there in person his name's Vukmir yeah this is sort of and I know we've done a lot of just going through and describing scenes and this is just stick with us because this yeah. is the culmination of this this one gets good <laughs> yeah. this is, I don't know how else to say it like this one this one gets intense it's, it's excellent it's great oh yeah so good so they bring him out, and he is crazed on this bull hormone drug, whatever. Yeah. They've got the stage set. They're in this yeah. big old warehouse room. There are two maybe unwilling, perhaps, participants in whatever's about to happen. Yeah. They're both, like, tied down, both face down on, like, mattresses or something on the ground. Yeah. And they have bags on their heads, and you, and you don't and, know who it is. And they they're are. covered up by sheets, too, so you don't. You they, don't know who this is, right? Yeah. But there's two. And so they just lead Milo or Milos over and they put him on one of the people that's yeah. laying there. And he's on this drug, so he just, you know, he starts having sex with this person and he's just really like he's going slamming. at it. Yeah. Yeah. Now keep this little factoid in mind. This guy is renowned for his, you know, his his talent, yeah, his manly girth and size. Put a pin in that. Put that on a post-it. <laughs> Put the pin in that dick real quick. Yeah. So he is vigorously slamming this, whoever this is, right under the sheet. Hard. He does. He's not worried about it. No. He gets on to the other. Uh, he starts the one Milos does and then goes to the second one. And so then this other guy, Panda Mask, shows up. Then, you know, he proceeds to start having sex with person number one. Yeah. Right. Milos going to town. And this guy's, you know, also... Going, going to town. town. And, and the guy seems to be looking back and forth and enjoying what's happening. Yeah, they, they, they both keep looking at This is the first time other. you've seen this. Yeah, they're looking at each other. And the director is watching this. He is loving what he sees. And then we unmask. The sheet gets pulled back. So you've got body number one, who is now who is now being fornicated by Mr. Panda Mask. Yeah. And, and then you've got body number two being... No, not body, not like dead bodies. No, are, no, they're you know, alive people. Body number one, who's with Panda. Yeah. Body number two, on the receiving end of the this you know legendary porn fury. Yeah. Okay. And, and so everybody's masked except for Milos, the yeah. main character. And then uh, go ahead. Who, who so, gets unmasked? So they pull the sheet back to reveal who is really underneath of this. And the first one, Milos. Body one. Yeah, body one, the first one. The, the Milos is not fucking. The panda man is fucking. It ends up being his wife. Yeah, and he sees that. And he and it's and it, it starts to take over instead of the drug. Like, he's starting to come back to reality. And then he sees who he's fucking, which ends up being his I don't know the exact age, but it's like five to eight years old. His son. Like, he's he's butt-fucking his own son, like, the whole time. Uh, yeah, like, a lot and very hard. And, like, oh, it's it's very graphic. And Vukmir, the director, he's, he's like, loving this it. This is my life's work. Yeah. He's directing it like he's, like, Cecil DeMille or whatever. Yeah, he's dude. just like, ah, he, like, it's this like, is the best. It's like I'm the so coo- fucking good. Yeah. He's, like, literally on, like, cloud nine yeah. with how this is going yeah which hey if that's your craft well done yeah i guess I mean, so 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 you really set the bar there and then he takes the mask off the panda and reveals that it's milos's brother who 
it's it, throughout the movie you can tell that he wants to fuck his wife. Yeah, like the they whole make little hints. Yeah, and he's actually a cop. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's a cop. Yeah, that was a whole thing because he asked to uh, he in the beginning of the movie Milos asked him to run a background check on these people. Right, and he never really. I don't think he ever really does because he's in it, it the whole time. I forget, but he obviously he's in on it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So and then the the director goes. A real Serbian family. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible, like, act, but the plot twist on that was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, wow. Because you did not see that coming whatsoever. If you know, like, because I knew about the movie before I watched it, so I knew what was coming, but if you don't know anything about this movie, that's shocking as fuck to you. I actually had it ruined for me before I watched it. S- same here. Like, I knew everything that I was about you to see. You knew the plot twist? Yeah. I, I knew the too. plot twist. So, like... And then... Actually, I <laughs> I don't want to leave that in. I knew about that and then chose to watch it anyway, <laughs> and so did you. I mean, we have to though. Welcome to the dark side. Yeah, that's that's what yeah, it is. Everything like, we, sucks when you're in when you're in the quest to watch the most fucked up movie. I was you, in the quest, and that's why I was reading about it. Yeah, I was like shit. This is this is the. Yeah. But then yeah, so end, it goes from there, and he know, ends he, up killing them kill all. Everyone, and he he kills his brother, Mr. Uh, newborn porn. Dr. Goggles and Whitey Tidies. Yeah. yeah. He uh, skull the, fucks the guy. <laughs> yeah, probably the best death scene I've ever seen, in all honesty. He literally skull fucks this dude to death. Because, like, he takes off his glasses and reveals he has like he has an eye missing. And it's, like, all sewn up. So Milos takes it in himself. he's still got this raging heart-on, apparently, oh. even though he just realized he was raping his own son. Well, I mean, he's still on bull testosterone and all this shit. <laughs> so, I mean, you're going you're gonna to be like that. It's... Like how Viagra tells you the if you have an erection lasting longer than four hours, yeah. that's the minimum for what he's on probably. Like that's the minimum. If you have an erection for less than four hours, take take more. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he kills him. And what's really weird too, man, is like the family lives with this for a day or so. They go back home. And like you can just tell, like nothing is going to be the same with this family again. There's there's no going back from what they just dealt with. So like it ends with like they're all laying in bed together. Yeah, they commit suicide. Yeah. Milos and the wife they don't speak and they just agree that like this is it. But then <laughs> then <laughs> yeah, that's right, folks. It's not over yet. It's not over. And then like at the end, the people who were above Vukmir, like the people who gave him all the money and stuff, I'm guessing to make all of this. They go to their house because well, they're probably... Well, they send these goons. They send security goons. So you know that Vukmir was not... The buck didn't stop with Vukmir. Someone's paying him. Right. And um, so they go to the house probably expecting to kill like all of their family from what they had to deal with. It looked to me like... Sorry, I don't mean to like step on your interpretation. But to me, it looked like they totally were expecting. It was just like, yep, all right. Yeah. They, they walk into the bedroom. All three of the family members are dead. And they just go... Yeah, just get through the little one first. Yeah, and it shows, like, the one dude, like, unzipping his pants. Yeah, it ends... There's no light note in this movie whatsoever. The fucked up shit doesn't happen, though, for, like, the first hour. Once it starts, man, it goes heavy. Like, it starts and just does not let up until the ending of that movie. You're not going to feel good after watching it. I actually knew a kid in college who was, like, obsessed with this movie. And he he looked like one of the people you'd expect to be obsessed with this kind of movie. So, I mean... I wouldn't. Ne- I yeah. I don't want to watch this ever again. In all honesty, <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of these things where, like, obviously, after listening to our description, you probably don't need to watch it. But if you've never seen it and want to, again, yeah, if you want to watch it after we it. just described it, give us an email or hit us up on Instagram. Like, what did you think of it? What was your take from it? Yeah, 
I did a little bit of digging around to see what the background of this movie is. I mean, you know, what was there a message to it? Apparently there's some type of political message given. And it's, I guess it's, it's not so easy to understand unless you're, again, in that you're in Serbia and you live yeah. there and you get the history, you know, with the the war, Bosnia-Herzegovina thing. And there was a genocide in that part of the world perpetrated yeah. by the Serbians. Uh, I guess they, my history on that is not great but See, I didn't they, know anything they about fell it. under the i guess they ended up following this you know extreme crazy government and they ended up led into this obviously horrible thing in this war and stuff and the people who are there in serbia now um i guess the i read this thing that this write-up that said that the the point that the director was trying to make is he's making a statement to demonstrate the level of of violence that is just saturated into serbian culture okay and that sort of like, I mean, it's kind of clumsy, but how Milos is kind of like an analog for the Serbian, you know, the people. Yeah. And how they were just led into this. You know, how oh, he was drugged yeah, and he was kind into of... this. And then how it's just like never ending, you know, the end. Like, let's start yeah. with the little one, just complete merciless. Like a okay. statement about that. Um, so there's that. I, I, Again, I don't know how. Um, I couldn't find that write-up. I was looking for it. mm um, maybe if you're, if you're interested, you, you may be able to find it. I'm sure you can find yeah. some, some, uh, you know, some critical thought about the movie and stuff. But, uh, also another, another interesting thing about that movie is that I also read that, uh, the actor who plays Milos, the main character. Yeah. He apparently is a very well-known, very mainstream, successful actor in Serbia. Now, can you imagine... Like a, like a like a mainstream like a like think about I mean even some not even like Brad Pitt like think about somebody who's even a tier below that just yeah. to be reasonable like even a less famous guy like Brad Pitt like Bradley Cooper Bradley Cooper's pretty much a list at this is point. okay um think about Bradley Cooper ten years yeah ago. I was just gonna say like ten years ago okay. Bradley Cooper yeah doing a movie like this and then having a f- having a career after that so that and that and that right there just goes to show you it, it could highlight a little bit about the culture now I don't. Again, I'm not too up on the the political landscape, you know, in Serbia, but this gets me thinking too like how many Serbian like movies out there are like this violent stuff or there are there ones even more violent than this? It was scandalous even in Serbia, this movie from what I read. Okay. Pretty much everywhere. And I heard a lot of people like when I was a freshman in college it was like 2011 and a lot of people were talking about this movie. That's about the time I watched it for the yeah. first time. I I'm I am completely satisfied with our joint decision to keep this on top of yeah. the list. Just because we described it, it's got that hard-hitting just wow factor. Yeah. Uh, I give this a 10 out of 10 on the holy shit meter. Yeah. yeah. I'm right there with you. you. Know, 11 out of 10, Again, probably. second and third place, uh, they, they, they have their merits. You know, Salo, the shit-eating, the nails... And then the ten minute rape scene, yeah. and irreversible, and the teeth busting, all that, yeah, um, but, disturbing in their own ways. But just they just don't have the impact, yeah. Because like I was watching, like when I watched Solo or Irreversible, like it, the the point that crossed my well maybe a little bit with Solo, but the point that crossed my mind with that is like okay, I like these movies got made, like I can see how these movies got made, right? This one, I'm like, dude, how did they get away with making this movie? Like especially with a lot of the underage stuff going on, like you know, like again, they literally, like they fucked a newborn baby. Like, how could you get away with that? And then, like, even like the, uh, like the whole like 
they wanted him to have sex with that underage girl in the movie, like like in parts yeah. of it. Now so they, it's did, like, they did not. They didn't do it. They didn't do it, and they didn't show it. But they wanted to. <laughs> it's sadistic. What? Man. What a. <laughs> now that's film. <laughs> that's a movie. Uncle Vukmir said it Uncle best. Uncle Vuk. The fact that you added Uncle in front of that just makes it ten times uh, they more do creepier. In the, movie. the little girl oh. singing a song. Uncle Vukmir, something, something. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh, uh, uh. I have to watch it again. I do. I'm gonna. That. I'm gonna go home and watch it now. Yeah. After um, talking about it. For one more point about uh, a Serbian film. The uh, the score, the soundtrack, excellent. Yeah, there's a uh, like the theme is uh, I forget the name of the track, but it is by an artist named Wikola Sky, who I assume is a Serbian. He's like an EDM. Uh, okay, that's a sick track. Yeah, uh, check that out. I I think it's called it. It's it's not the title is in English. It's like Pazi Radis or something like that. I don't you know I can't even pronounce it correctly, but check that out. The right. uh you know the theme song for it because it's yeah. it's ripping. It's an yeah. awesome techno track. And uh, again, this I don't know. Is, is this might be a date movie for some out there? Oh um, yeah. Okay. So, Dave, let me ask you this: you you and your girl watched this together, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you both were watching for the first time. Yeah. So you would call this a date, right? That's a date. It you, technically you, you was. said, and you, and you said off mic that if you're going through this, you're you're doing it together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How did that? How did she react to this? She wasn't. <sighs> Dude, it was. The the part that got her was like how we said like the screaming of the baby. Yeah, she said she couldn't get that out of her head for days. Yeah, that's like as as far as I'm gonna go with saying like it, like we said like we didn't like mind it. It was very sadistic. Like we both really kind of had to watch it because she's into like she likes horror and stuff like that too. Yeah. Like you know just kind of pushing the limit with stuff. But she she Dude, said that I would was the never f- I would never watch this with Cecile. She's yeah, like, like I've told her about it. And she's just like get out of here with that. Yeah, she's not. Into well, that. I think she came. She came home. My girlfriend came home while I was watching it. She walked in on it, and her response was to sit down and watch it with you. Well, I mean, she knew I was gonna watch because she because she knows like what we're doing with the podcast and like how, what I have to do like weekly. And she knew that I had to watch like a, a bunch of messed up movies. But she so came she home was... in the middle of this movie and sits down with you to, to watch it. Yeah, man. Now that yeah. is that is dedicated. Let me just—it's it's true love. Let me just <laughs> give a give a quick hand to Dave's girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you for being you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, but she was... Thanks uh, for the cheese last she, week. Yeah, great cheese Gigantic. platter. Dave showed up in the studio with a giant plate of cheese, like eight pounds of cheese. And I was like, we have to finish we this tried. before the podcast. We tried. didn't even get close. <laughs> they didn't but, even dent it. Yeah. But yeah, she uh, she made it through. She was a trooper. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Should we should we mention some honorable mentions? Yeah, like, sure. We're not going to go into it, sure. but like, we'll mention... like We had a... Like cannibal, like of course, if you know this kind of genre, cannibal holocaust is like one of the probably most talked about ones like out there. We were yeah. we were thinking about doing that, but it doesn't touch. Like there are there's rape, murder, and all that shit in that one, but it's not as graphic as what. It's pretty graphic. The turtle scenes graphic. They like dissect the turtle yeah. and they really did it. In Apparently, the f- they really killed a yeah. turtle and like cut it open. Well, and- every single animal that they killed in that movie was really they so killed that's... an actual monkey a spider a turtle like in very vicious ways it's not like but easy it, that to movie watch. was it was exploitative in a way that was just the whole movie was just a sequence of like 
killing and cutting up yeah. with no real point. And there was a lot. It, it people thought it was real at first. Like they, yeah. uh, the court, like they had to go. Like it came the out director like had to eighty or something. Yeah, it was in the eighties, and the director had to go to court for it because they thought some of the footage was actually real, and the actors had to come forward, right. and like like say in court, like you know, this was a hundred percent fake, like it was like staged and all this stuff. Because it is really realistic, man. If you like, it looks like a, just a general snuff film. If you watch, I it. would also mention. Uh, there's another movie called it's a, a French I believe it's a French horror flick and it's called Inside. Have you seen that one? I haven't. Just for sheer graphic gore, it's about a pregnant woman who loses her husband and then a crazy nurse gets obsessed with like stealing her baby and Ooh. wants to come cut it out of her. Ooh. And it's just this like suspense uh horror thriller type of thing, but it's like very much like a gore, like body horror kind of a thing. I like that. Yeah. It's good. It's a it's a it's well done and it's very gory. So that's yeah. another that's another one I would add. And then like you know, there's like a clockwork orange is a it's a, it's a controversial film, but like it's not like in this day and age it's not controversial by any yeah, means. That like, movie also has that nightmare quality going for it. Yeah. Cause it kind of throws you in and you're just like, what? Yeah. It's happening. Like if you like if you've read the book before, um, it, it's, that's a task in itself because of the language that they use in the book. But like, yeah, in the first printing of that book, whenever they whenever he first wrote it, they had like a dictionary in the back for like words that like in case people needed to know. Yeah, the the copy I had didn't have that, so I just had to go. So you probably it. didn't even understand a lot of it. No, missed some things. Yeah, it yeah, was. And then movie. once you see the movie, it's like you, you kind of connect some of the dots. Ooh, but. another one more. Uh, this and this is this is my last one for the honorable mentions. But Caligula, have you seen that? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but yeah, it's that's a good one. Pretty gory, but not crazy gory. It's more the Caligula was this tyrant, psycho, uh, sadistic emperor of, yeah. of Rome that like spent all the tax money on making giant statues of him. So hey, that sounds that sounds kind of like someone we know. Yeah. Anyway, he they they actually cast all these penthouse chicks in the movie to do, and, and yeah. the movie has actual penetration and hardcore porn scenes in it. Yeah, like yeah, and there are there are rape scenes in it. Also worth throwing out there. There's a fisting uh, incident. Oh, cool! In it. That's nice. Uh, same actor, uh, Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, yeah. He, that's which is As, crazy uh, to me because that movie was covered in indie sex actually. So I've known about that movie for a while. I've just never seen it. I've heard it's not like the greatest movie. Like it, it's, nah, it's, uh, it's not great. Like it's, it's okay. not a good piece of cinema. But nah. like there's a lot of stuff that goes on in it. And I have one more honorable mention too. If you know Lars von Trier, he's one of my favorite modern day directors. I forget where he's from exactly. That kind of makes me look dumb right now but like <laughs> like antichrist is the one that comes to mind all the time cronenberg style yeah. body horror kind yeah. of stuff yeah but like in like antichrist like they show penetration in like the beginning scene uh there's a scene where like the, willem dafoe the, right yeah yeah and which, which is great is too. it like actually a, willem dafoe uh-huh in his character and then who knows if they used a stunt cock yeah yeah i think it was a stunt cock because like they show it's not like uh they show the whole body it's like literally just showing like a dick going into a vagina. So it, it, it probably is a stunt cock. But they also show like the woman like legit cutting her clit off. Like they legit show it right fucking there. Yeah. That's a cringe scene. And then they show like her crushing his dick with a huge fucking like piece of wood and then jerking him off until he comes blood. 
Dude, that scene, like that, when I first watched that scene, got me. Like that, that made me cringe very heavily. Not even just the dick crushing scene. Like coming blood probably is not the greatest feeling in the world. So just seeing it's impressive it, though to be yeah. able to deliver after that kind of an experience. Yeah, and he's just, he's known for making controversial movies, like his newest one, The House That Jack Built, which people like. It was released in Cannes last year, and a lot of people walked out of it. That's like the hype that it got. And then I went and saw it because they released like the director's cut of it that was only shown one night in theaters like last month. And don't get me wrong, I love the movie. But it was way overhyped about like the death scenes and everything. It didn't really. It wasn't nothing as special that I'd ever seen before. Kind of overhyped by people. All right. So that wraps up our most twisted film on the dark side competition. Yeah, I need to go shower now. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So we can all have a metaphorical shower together as a community. <laughs> In the spirit Some, of these of, of Salo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the circle of showers. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be about it for us this week. Yep. I'd like to thank everybody for accompanying us on this journey down into the twisting void. It's been a fun ride. Glad you guys were here for the ride. As usual, guys, follow us on all the social media things. Instagram is uh, Dark Side Podcast, dark with a C, obviously, D-A-R-C. Same with our Facebook, Dark Side Podcast. Look that up. We're on there as well. If you have any input for us, email us at darksidepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any movies that we did not list or that we don't know about, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah email us and we'll, we'll watch them and get back to you on that. We were taken off of iTunes for a few days for just bullshit reasons. Uh, we forgot to include a couple things in our... Uh, <laughs> bullshit reasons, i.e. it's our fault. Still, it's bullshit. They shouldn't have passed us for review if we didn't have all the certain things to begin with. But we should be up by the time this is dropped. We just wanted to apologize for any of our uh, Apple users out there that haven't been able to stream our stuff for the past couple days. Uh, but we'll be back up and running, and this will never happen again. Until next time, guys, I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And this has been the Dark Side Podcast. Late. Peace.